Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah, ladies. And gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast. I am your host, Coach Damon Wilson, and on this show, the only podcast dedicated to lacrosse goalies, by the way, on this show, it is my job to track down the best goalies, the best coaches, the best trainers in our sport, chat with them, see what makes them so great, both from the physical side, mental side, technical side, Everything that goes into their game of playing or being an elite athlete. And we've got one of the greats today. It is Coach Billy Day, BD, joins the podcast. He was a star goalie at the University of North Carolina after growing up on Long Island, then played in the MLL, and then coached the MLL for the Boston Cannons for a long time, winning some championships along the way. Coach Billy Day joins me on this podcast to talk about all things lacrosse goalie. And we mostly talk about his experience playing goalie, being a goalie, coaching a goalie, uh, and coaching the Boston Cannons. We also, since Billy is a black lacrosse player, touch a little bit about, uh, a little bit on racial diversity. Not something we touch on much in this show, but I wanted to take the opportunity to give Coach a chance to speak and include his thoughts on how we get more diversity into the sport. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this podcast with one of the Goldie greats. It's Coach Billy Day. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is the Lax Goalie Rat Academy, the premier stop for online lacrosse goalie training. So many people don't know this, but I actually started playing in college. I started playing goalie in college when our team needed a backup goalie. So I know firsthand a lot of the problems that youth goalies face. Because guess what? I had them all. Scared of the ball, flinching at the shot, no idea how to make a save, super shy in your communication. It just sucks. It really sucks. It it makes lacrosse not fun, right? And you know, with the help of coaches and mentors, and just pure hard work, I eventually figured it out. At the end of my four-year collegiate career, I was an All-American goalie. I figured it out. And that is awesome. What an awesome feeling of just knowing that you're a leader of the team, you can make saves, you're helping the team win, you get mobbed by your team after the game. Such an amazing feeling. And that's why I put together the Lax Goalie Rat Training Academy to give the youth goalies out there the knowledge, the inspiration, the encouragement, the community to be a great lacrosse goalie. It's only 40 bucks a month. So much valuable content in there. Check it out at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's, la- that's laxgoalierat.com dot com slash goal enjoy this episode all right i am here with coach billy day uh amazing goalie himself uh head coach or former head coach i should say of the boston cannons coach how are we doing today doing well damon thanks for having me yeah thank you so much for coming on the show really looking forward to this um i think you've got a few years on me uh but do you remember your very first goalie experience uh, when you say goalie experience, like the first time I was crazy enough to step in between the pipes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I do. Actually. Uh, I was, I didn't start playing goalie until I was ninth grade. So I got, um, sort of, um, I wouldn't say pushed, but you know, recommended based on, um, I've, I've told this story before I used to play street hockey. Um, okay. Very good friend of mine, and you probably recognize the name, Mark Millen. Uh, we grew up together in Huntington, Centerport uh, area on Long Island. We used to play street hockey together, and Mark and I would be in both both goals. So um, we'd have on all the Milek pads, and we'd be flopping around, and it would literally be like two-to-one games. I mean, that's how insane it was. 
it was it was pretty cool when you think about it and, and reflect back on your childhood. So long story short, you take that and and you know, Mark was a, obviously a very good lacrosse player, offensive player. He uh was on JV and we needed the goalie my, our freshman year. And hey, you do such a great job playing street hockey. Why don't you try lacrosse goalie? You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And um, that's how I started. And funny story, um, literally had every piece of padding you can imagine. I mean, helmet, hmm. gloves, shoulder pads, chest protector, arm pads, obviously a cup. I had football pants cut off where my thighs would be protected with those thigh pads. I had volleyball knee pads and I had soccer shin guards on. So you know, when we would show up for games, uh, some of the players would look at me and kind of, you know, on the opposing team and laugh. But we actually finished 18 and three that that year. Um, had a very good um, ninth grade JV team. Uh, but uh, that's that's how I started. That's so interesting. It's something we talk about on the podcast all the time is how goalies need to get padded up, especially especially youth. Um, you know, they jump in there and, you know, taking one on the shins, like taking one off the knee, taking one off the thigh, like, yeah, you get used to it. And as a goalie, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm, that doesn't hurt. But you know what? It does. It takes the, it takes the, if anything, it takes the wind out of your sails when you're having like a great training session. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're on record saying that young goalies should get padded up. hundred percent. You know, I okay. think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it, it's tough to get young goalies to jump in, right? Because they all want to score goals, you know, when, when, you know, I mean, let's, let's face it, when, when youth lacrosse players want to score, right? So when you do get a kid who wants to jump in there, right? The last thing you want to do is get, get that first initial reaction of, wow, the ball hurts, I'm done. So I, I agree 100%. Um, and I, when I do coaching clinics, I, I recommend that pad up your goalies. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, until they get used to the ball, right? And until shooters get better shooting. But let's face it, at that youth mm. level, they're not they're not picking corners, right? They're just shooting as hard as they can and half the time have no idea where the ball's going. So total makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, you know, the like the most severe injury I had, like a, a broken thumb, came at a Thanksgiving camp from when a 12-year-old just ripped a shot like as hard as he could, standing basically like right on the doorstep. And I just went up to meet it and, and bam, it hit my thumb and just goes to show that like, you know, at that age, like they don't really know they're not shooting for the open goal. They're just shooting as hard as they can. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Then, so you grew up on long Island and I'm like huge, huge lacrosse area. Who were some of the guys or like, how did you go about learning the goalie position? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I, I don't, I never went to a camp or anything. It was, you know, more just um, relying on instinct, relying on, hey, you know, your, your job is to stop the ball. And it's, you know, I think that's one of the reasons I, I, I padded up because, you know, playing, you know, in the goal street hockey, I was just trying to, to stop the ball with any part of my body I, I, that, that I could. And I sort of took that, uh, at least for that first year. And that's how I sort of went in and uh, went at it, you know, just trying to get whether it was a leg, you know, get my body. In. And, you know, we had a, we had some goalies on, on varsity that, that would kind of um, help at the time just to sort of, you know, give me some pointers on, you know, you want to play an arc, you want to do this, you want to do that. But really it was just sort of uh, trial by error. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So was it, was it, um, you know, as you kind of, you started in eighth grade as goalie and then played throughout high school and then end up going to the university of North Carolina, was that progression just sort of like a linear progression just through experience or was there, you know, one season where you really just like, all right, I kind of figured this out now. So, yeah. So actually started across in eighth grade, I was a midi and then ninth grade as when I made the switch to goalie. Uh, as a sophomore, I was moved up to varsity and I backed up a, a good friend of mine, Ray Service. He actually went up, uh, he ended up playing at UMass. Uh, so I was a backup goalie as a sophomore. And, you know, it's just, again, like when I, when I coach and when I train, like I'm, I'm a big fan of, of taking the athletes, right. And, and trying to make them goalies because at the end of the day, it, it's easier to take an athlete and, 
make him a goalie than taking just someone who's not athletic for lack of better words and, and trying to teach them to be a goalie. So I just, I think that was part of it. Um, and at the end of my sophomore year was I actually end up trying, I end up, um, trying out for the empire state games as uh, as a goalie. And, um, I made, uh, I didn't make it, but I made a name for myself. And then I went back the following year and, um, made an alternate. So it's just watching a lot of, uh, games whatever was on television at the time you know you had the uh, you had the uh, espn would would show some games back then yeah <laughs> those guys and just you know trying to take that and emulate it and then you know going out with with you know your friends and taking shots and just getting better yep yep Love it. Yeah, I was going to ask what games were on back then because I, I mean, I, I went to college in, in 99, 2000, 2001, and they would pretty much play like the semifinals and the finals. Like that that's it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what about when you got to University of North Carolina? Like there, did you get some like very specific goalie coaching or was it still, um, you know, was it still you kind of figuring things out on your own? We had a goalie coach, uh, Pat Almer. Uh, he, he was actually a, a senior in 89. Um, then he graduated and hung on to, uh, to coach goalies and, you know, he would, he would work with us. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, you know, I, I had a pretty good uh, high school career. Uh, but then when I went down to Carolina and, you know, there was some expectations put on me coming in. We also had a transfer Andy Piazza at the time from uh, Nassau community college. So, you know, the thought was that uh, we'd both be competing for the starting role. And um, mm-hmm. it it, uh, it was quite a change, uh, I will say, from high school, uh, you know, playing at that level, the speed. Um, and it took me a little bit to get used to that. You know, it took me a, a little bit of my freshman year to really uh, to get acclimated and um, came back my sophomore year. And I felt I uh, felt a, a, a lot better place. But yes. Freshman year was a was a was a big adjustment. Interesting. It's something I've heard. I I, I played um, at Cal, so like in, in the MCLA, um, yeah. and it was it was still very like. I mean, we went at it pretty hard, but probably not as hard as we don't have the resources at D one. But what I've heard on the podcast is when people have gone from high school to D one athletics, like their definition of hard work totally changes. Right? They might think they're working hard in high school, and then they get to D one, and it's like, whoa. I'm curious if that was kind of your experience and then maybe even one more, like when you get to the pros, like what, what was that like? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely in high school, depending where you played at that time, you know, back when I was playing, you know, you had the hotbeds, but you had a handful of players on the field who were doing some really phenomenal things. And mm-hmm. then you go to North Carolina and that goes from a handful to just about everyone on the field. Right. So that was the, the, the big step. Um, you know, especially being a, being a goalie. Um, yeah. And then, you know, at the professional level, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing in, in the other sports. You hear about it in football, you hear about it in basketball. It's like the speed and uh, of, of the game um, really picks up as you go uh, from each level. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say um, what, you know, every goalie kind of plays like a different, a different style uh, just in terms of, you know, the arc and how you get set up in your stance and your save movement. Um, what, what was your style? How would you describe your style of goalie play? Uh, you know, I, I was, I was very aggressive, you know, I, and I, I attribute that to uh, just being a midfielder at first, I think, I don't know, but, that actually was a, a reason I got I got injured my senior year at Carolina because I was just so aggressive out of the gauge. Like I played like a free safety, you know. Mm, if, uh, yeah. if there was a ground ball, I was going to get it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would also I didn't shy away from from contact either if I had the opportunity. Um, but you know, like I think there there are common themes that every goalie has, you know, it's obviously an athletic stance, right? Your, your hands, you know, placement on the shaft varies, but you want them away from your body. And then, and then it's just depending on 
what size you are, right? I mean, we get, you know, you look at the PLL now, you got some monsters in the gold, you know, yeah. six foot three, six foot four guys, but you also yeah. have guys who are a little smaller. So I don't, I'm not a big fan when I coach of saying, this is how you have to play. I think how you play determines on your size, your hand speed, you know, different variables. And, but there's, there's that base that I think you, you know, that every goalie has in common when it comes to, you know, how you're attacking the ball and, and where your hands are and, you know, in reference to your body and, and where the head of your stick should be. Probably that's, that's what most goalies have in common. But after that, I, I think, it's, especially these days, it's, uh, it's different, you know, and I, I've, I've adjusted the way I've, I've taught too. you know, I used to be a, an arc guy and, I'll take one goalie and I'll, I'll look at his size and, and his strengths. And I may teach him a little different than another goalie I work with, you know, all, all based on what they have to work with, I think. Yeah. It's interesting how the position and, and even how I coach has evolved. I mean, there's like, I've got some training videos inside of this little like online camp thing that I do. And some of them I did like maybe like four years ago, three years ago. And some of the videos, like, I don't even, I don't even teach that that technique or that's like that style anymore. I mean, it's just kind of like it's evolved and now I'm teaching different things based on chatting with greats like you. And, and I mean, this is going to be podcast 70, 79. So 78 goalies I've had the opportunity to, to talk with and learn from, and, and you just kind of evolve your game as the sport evolves. Right. I mean, I'm sure the shot velocity that you saw back at the university of North Carolina is like nothing compared to what, the current University of North Carolina goalies are seeing. Uh, you're, you're, you're spot on. I actually, uh, I played in a, uh, probably three years ago, I played in, in a game and uh, we, we played against Brown University. And I, I, I was just like, I took one off the shin. I was in great position, but I did not expect that ball to come out of that kid stick as quickly as it did. And this, the velocity he had on it. I didn't even have a chance to get my hands to it. Luckily, yeah. I was in position, but after the game, I was like, <laughs> you know, a little, little bruise on my shin. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, do you still, do you still suit up? You still get out there or you, uh, you, you hung up the cleats? Uh, I still play lacrosse in an over 40 league, but I, I, I've, I've smartened up. So I play attack now. <laughs> oh man. You traitor, Billy, you traitor. Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a feeder. I'm a uh-huh. feeder and a, and, a, and a scorer now. You know, I get my hands free. I let it rip. And that's about there it. Huh? There you go. Well, you're smart. You're smart. You know, you're like, I'm sick. I'm sick of getting pelted. Well, um, I kind of like, I kind of look at the the over 40 lacrosse player is kind of like your youth lacrosse player, right? How how many times a year does he pick up a stick? He, he doesn't know where the ball's going. He's just shooting as hard as he can. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, leadership, about leadership. So obviously, you know, goalies need to be leaders of the team. How, how do you go about, and, you know, I assume with your career, you are a great leader, um, you know, you know, having, being a coach of, of, of a group of men, but how do you like show up to a brand new team, whether it be, you know, University of North Carolina, the Boston Cannons, and, you know, assert yourself as a leader? Yeah, that's, that's uh that's a great question and a great point. And that's something I, I try to instill uh, at the youngest age. You know, obviously it's, it's tough. Uh, not too many goalies are, are comfortable with just speaking in general. So trying to get that across from, from day one is something I really try to, uh, to uh, prioritize, to be honest, you know, it's, I, the better communicator you are, I feel makes your job as a goalie easier. If you can learn to talk, uh, to lead a defense, uh, to almost be a, a, another coach on the field. And that's, that's what I, you know, my high school goal is I'm like, listen to every single thing the defensive coach says during a practice, right? Yeah. Be a sponge, yeah. take that in and then echo it. And even in like, you know, games during the summer club games, defensive coach is always screaming something listen and echo it and if they can learn to communicate and lead a defense right the way that coaches want them to then you know realistically it's going to reduce the amount of shots they're they're seeing from 
you know, inside the cylinder because, you know, a lot of teaching down the alleys and taking away angles, stuff like that. And just, you know, understanding that, you know, leading is leading is not easy. You know, it, it takes confidence. And we all know playing goalie takes confidence. So building that confidence is, is probably the, the first thing, you know, you, you try to develop. It's, it's not easy. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's something that I, I really focus on when I'm coaching. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I, like you, started out as a midi. And so, um, you know, I got to, I got that base of like having to learn defense and like, I really paid attention <laughs> uh, out of necessity, but, you know, even if you are just a goalie, you know, who's a goalie from day one, like you said, I hundred percent agree. Like you need to be paying attention to like how to play great defense, right? Cause you are that second coach on the field. And by understanding that and being able to give those tips, like, like you said, you gain those leadership abilities um, or you at least gain that trust. And then your team starts to listen to, to what you say. And it all sort of factors in, I think. No, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. You know, it, it all goes into building that, building that confidence. And um, it starts there for sure. Yeah. What, what else do you do or what else did you do to build confidence uh, in your goalies? Um. You know, I just I, I, I always try to get them to to share their their perspective on things and then we talk through it. You know, I mean, let's let's face it. This this position is, I think, I, a long time ago, I, I did like a, 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 I wrote an article and it was uh, it was 85 percent mental and 15 percent physical, you mm -hmm. know, and it was basically the, the, the basis of it was this position is, is up here. It really is. Yeah when you can when you can uh get past the mental part of the game that's when you become a good goalie it really is when you get out of your own head and start stop doubting yourself or start stop second guessing things and and thinking about the past and, and focusing on what's next you know i think um you know i think that that definitely helps uh helps goalie advance and and, and become better um, yeah, you know, it happens. It it happens. Uh, you know, at different parts of of people's careers. You know, I've I've seen goalies uh, that I've coached at the highest level still fight that battle. You know, and um, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I think I think those two things you mentioned are the main mental things, which is which is confidence and um, you know that that next shot mentality, like like letting go of, of a mistake to, to move on. Like to me, those are the two biggest issues I see with youth goalies. Cause like you said, once a goalie finds confidence, like they're unlike other positions, I think they can really explode in terms of their, um, you know, their overall talent levels. Like once they find that, that confidence and it's hard, it's really yep. hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, awesome. So you've coached quite a few, uh, goalies in your day who would you say was your favorite goalie to coach Ooh, put me on the spot here huh <laughs> yeah yeah let's, let's name some names all right let's oh, go top, man. top, top, top know, three I, if you want top three if you want all right i mean okay well, we can go top three i mean you know I, I i would be remiss if i didn't say my the the, the two goalies who uh who were on our 2011 championship team you know jordan burke and, and kip turner mm -hmm. um Two totally different styles, um, but you know, two great leaders, you know, in, in their own different ways, for sure. And then, um, you know, I uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just leave it there. You know, I leave mean, it there. All right, top two. <laughs> yeah, top two. <laughs> yeah, Kip, yeah, Kip, I, I I wouldn't say my top two favorite, but just two who I uh, who I enjoyed working with. We had a really good coach um, player bond. Let's just, I'll, I'll leave it there. Mm, that's interesting. What, um, if there's like a dad, like a dad who's kind of taken over the team or, um, you know, I guess kind of like a volunteer coach and kind of wants to get that goalie player coach bond that you just, that you just mentioned, like how, how, do, how do you do that? You got to spend time with them. That's, that's, that's probably the, the toughest thing when you're, especially at the youth level, it's, um, you know, we're, we're thankful enough to have coaches on the sidelines. Sometimes they are dads who are volunteering time, but mm -hmm. it's like 
got to spend time with, with your goalies. You know, you can't just, you can't just throw them in there and expect, uh, expect them to, to succeed. Um, you know, shooting drills, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's not always necessarily a, a, a great drill for a goalie. Sometimes it's good to put up one of those rejectors, you know, and that's a good time to take your goalie and spend some time developing them on the side. Why the offense is, you know, going through some shooting drills, stuff like that. But, um, you know, that's, that's where it's, it's been a real benefit for me. And I've seen a, a lot of other goalies too. Like, you know, social media is great. I picked up some drills from some of these guys out there that are, that are doing it now, but they're all utilizing their platform to help, right. Whether it's yeah. personally with goalie camps, goalie clinics, um, one-on-one goalie training. That's what I do. Um, I have like 10, 10 clients or so that I work with on a one-on-one basis, but, you know, providing drills for youth coaches to, you know, to, to utilize so they can at least spend some time developing their goalies and building that confidence before they just throw them in a, in a, in a drill. And yeah. 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 I, I love that. I think a lot of it too comes to being like, you know, a good coach of athletics. Cause sometimes kids need, you know, a mentor, like sometimes they need a, a disciplinarian, uh, you know, sometimes they need like just a friend. Uh, and then, you know, so there's different, like, I think, um, roles that a coach can play and understanding like when to be those different roles to that goalie is, is kind of a very important thing. That's a, that's, that's a valid point. You know, just having an open communication with them and just trying to understand it from their perspective too. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Especially the younger they are, you know, it's like we talked about at the beginning, that that ball doesn't tickle, you know, so (laughs) getting, getting one off the shin and not being padded can really change your mindset pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Billy, I hope you don't mind if I steal that phrase. Cause that, that was amazing. That, that ball doesn't tickle. <laughs> I love it. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned the injury you suffered. I, I read that, that you had a broken neck. Is that, was that the one you were referring to? Could you tell that story? Yeah. Um, senior year we're, uh, six and oh, seven and oh, um, playing Hopkins down at uh, Carolina and, um, Fast break, shot uh, off the break, made it, make a save off hip, punch the hands through, made a pretty nice save. Didn't mm-hmm. control the rebound, though, which I was kind of bummed out. So the ball scooped out to my left. And like I said, being an aggressive goalie, I um, I chased after it. And all of a sudden, like Terry Reardon was right there and I was right there. and I was going to pick it up and we kind of just I kind of threw my shoulder at him try to knock him off balance and then go pick up the ball. But the way we collided and plus he's like six foot five and I'm five eleven. So it just didn't work out too well. And um, the angle I hit him at, I just, I hit him and I just dropped right down uh, to wow. the ground. And uh, yeah, couldn't move for like, uh, felt like an eat an eternity really. But I think it was like 45 seconds. Um, and that, one of my, defenseman Chuck Reshi was like, come on, BD, get up. We need you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I couldn't move. I yeah. literally couldn't move. So it was a scare. Um, got taken off the field, walked off the field, eventually got my feeling back, sat me out for the first half. And then, you know, back then we didn't really have anything to like test or go, you know, they right. thought it was a stinger. So I ended up coming back in the second half and playing. Um, we beat Hopkins. I didn't feel the same. There was definitely something wrong, but I made some saves here and there. We beat him like 16-9, 16-10. And then uh, they, they, they took me for some x-rays, MRI, CAT scan. And on Tuesday is when I took the CAT scan. We were getting ready for Virginia to go up to Virginia and, and play them. And that's when I found out what happened. So senior year was, was over right then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing story. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad you're okay. That's so, that's so scary. Um, what, what, what was the rehab like? Um, you know, it was just, uh, well, it was a waiting game, really. It was just, uh, it, the bone had to heal. And, um, you know, they, they put a time frame on it. And obviously the first thing I thought about was, okay, and I'm doing the math. I'm like, well, if things go well, you know, we got a pretty good team. 
Um, it's a chance I could be back for the semis, you know, if, if we get there. And um, and I uh, thought I was going to have an opportunity to, to play. Um, it was Bird Stadium that year, um, 93. We actually played Hopkins again in the semis. Um, it was pretty cool because I, I, I did dress, but I wasn't clear to play. So I did come out. I warmed up. Um, I'll never forget this because the crowd went pretty crazy because they, they thought I was playing when I was warm. <laughs> but yeah, I just sat and watched the, watched the semis and then watched the finals. And if you, I don't know if you recall, but we lost to Syracuse 13, 12, with like seven or eight seconds left in, in the game. They, they scored to break the tie. Oh, so wow. yeah. yeah, 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 that was it. Senior year. All right. All right. Uh, going back to, to uh, training, to training goalies, are there um, like specific drills that you like to do personally to that you kind of always do regardless of kind of where the goalies, the goalie is at uh, skill wise? Yeah. You know, I, well, I'm, I'm always checking out social media. I mean, like I said, that, that's been a great platform to pick up some new drills. I mean, like yeah. Albert Morris had some good ones. Alex had some good ones. I, but I, I mean, I think hands tennis balls, um, I always use tennis balls, even if I'm high school goalies. I'm always working with tennis balls because it's like, it, you know, once again, the ball doesn't tickle. So um, even at that level, it's it, it's it's not about whether it's lacrosse ball, tennis ball. It's about reaction and, and getting accomplishing what you want in that drill. And tennis balls work just fine. So right. that's the first thing. But um, love to um, work on getting your hands to the ball, you know. With, with, without your stick, um, I use a, uh, I actually use a uh, boxing, uh, not a boxing glove, but the pad, know, like the punch pads. pads. Yeah, you see those yeah. pads? I use that to work on getting to the off hip. Oh, without well, yeah. um, you know, I do a lot of footwork. I think, you know, that's, that, that's essential for playing the position um, is foot, footwork, any type of footwork drills. Uh, to get, you know, obviously moving their feet. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a lot of them just exploding to the ball, you know, and and yep. also the vocabulary, you know, it's like back when I started playing, like, yeah, you want to step to the ball. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. But let's let's you don't want to really step because what's a, taking a step is a lot different than exploding to the ball and driving to the ball. So even some of the words I use, you know, to try to get my point across um well i'm I'm always thinking about that but i'm I'm always like i said i'm always looking at what some of these uh younger goalies and some of the college coaches are doing um i used to i used to teach you know your old school arc and i i stopped doing that probably three years ago um teach more of a triangle you know you know down down the line to to play your angles it's and it's, it's worked well with a lot of my goalies that i you know i work with now so just always try to uh, up the game and uh, keep up with, uh, with, with the sport. Cause like I said, like shots are changing, speeds changing, players are getting bigger, faster, stronger. So trying to keep yeah. up with uh, from training perspective. Yeah. Talk to me more about that triangle arc. When you say the old school arc, it, you're saying a more like of a five-step arc, like a little bit out yeah. towards the, sh- out towards the shooter. That's the, the quote unquote old school, the triangle. So you've got like, I guess top center is this in the same spot or I guess I'll, I'll let you go ahead and explain it. No, no, it's all good. So yeah. And the, the triangle varies on the, the size of the goalie too. So, you know, a smaller goalie will, would, would play, you know, more of your regular triangle, right. E- equal lateral sides. So the, 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 the point, and then you sort of like open up your hip and then step down the line to get to your pipe. Mm-hmm. Right. And then go back up the same way, square off, and then do the same thing. Open up your hip and step down the line, as opposed to doing your your semicircle that you know we I learned from at least. And yep, then you know, if you're a bigger goalie, then you sort of drop down, and your 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 triangle then flattens out. And uh, throw me on the spot here. Uh, I'm not sure what this triangle is called off the top of my head. When you have two sides are equal, but the bottom's a little longer. Um, oh, man, I studied geometry back in high school and, uh, we'll have to go back. We'll have to go back yeah, and, and Google, but, Google what that triangle is called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then we can post it up. But, uh, but you know, I, it's, 
it, I, it, it's something that when you think about the game and how it's being coached from a defensive perspective, they're all funneling down the alley now. You know, your your you know your your goal is to take away the middle of the field. So, you know, I, I less steps is is better. Uh, being patient and and being in 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 position, right? That's that's what I focus on when I'm training my goalies. And I'm not a fan of of putting your foot on the pipe anymore either. It's like if you yeah. basically take that step down, I think you leave a little space on your pipe so. You're not, you don't feel like that's your, you know, your security blanket because most goalies, they start leaning against it and getting all their, their weight on that foot. And it's like, there's no need for that. You know, it's at least from my perspective. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's how I changed and sort of uh, up the game a little bit from, from coaching. Love it. Love it. Um, I was going to mention, I, I bought, the, I found these, like, I don't know, they're like, I don't know if they're beach toys or what, like, it, but they replicate the, uh, like that, that boxing pad that you were talking about, but it's like, you put your hand in and it's got Velcro and then the yeah. tennis ball is like a Velcro. And it's, it's really great because you've got to like emphasize keeping the surface area um, just like the goalie head, right? Like if you start to turn your wrist or like come at it at a weird angle, then you're not going to make as many saves, just like you're not going to catch that tennis ball. So it's, it's a really cool tool and it kind of, it's that same idea of the boxing pad. Yeah, I like that. It, that's yeah. that's it, the boxing pad it, it is more to, to, to get try to get that top hand through, you know, mm, yeah. and keep your hips square at the same time. See a lot of goalies when they make that off stick save that off hip, they turn, you know, and they 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 become they from from being square to all of a sudden they turn and their chest ends up facing the sideline, right? right? And, Granted, you know, you're making the save, but, you know, I, I really try to focus on tech technique because if you can get the technique to keep those hips square, keep that chest square, you know, bigger, more surface area as opposed to turning, you you become thinner. And if you miss, you're going to get hit right where that chest protector doesn't doesn't protect too, which could, uh, which is, is, is not going to tickle. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, what would you say to a goalie who is going through a slump? You know, that's such a, that's a great question. Uh, you got to fight through it. Um, we've all been there. Uh, I've been there. I coach goalies who have been there in game. Um, you just got to fight through it. You really do. You got to get, get back to the basics. Um, keep working, keep your head up. And um, you'll get through it, you know, and that, that comes down to the whole confidence, you know, we're all going to face it. I, I've seen goalies at the highest level have a bad game. It just, mm -hmm. it just happens. I mean, you know, shooters are shooters can just be on, right. And you can be in the best position. You can be exploding, but you're just not getting to it. Uh, and you just need to shake it off, you know, and, and try not to dwell on it, move past it. You know, it's got to keep reinforcing that. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. We all go through slumps. <laughs> we all go through slumps and, and um, you know, getting back to the basics to me is the key. Like you said, it, re it really is like go back and work on your stance and work on your arc and work on those basic save movements. And then all of a sudden, you know, the game kind of slows down a little bit for you. Yep. Uh, what about, um, what about mental toughness? I mean, what, what does that mean when I say that mental toughness? What, is, what does that mean to you? It means you, you, you need to not let something get you out of uh, – well, obviously, it means you need to be tough mentally. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> seriously, it's like, you know – like, like we talked about earlier, right? It's you're going to give up a goal and you have a, a, a choice. Whether it's a, 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 a save you should have had or not, you have a choice to keep thinking about, God, I, I can't believe that just went in. I can't believe, like, oh, man, I, I was on it. I saw it. Why did I get it? Or you can be like, damn, should have had it. All right, let's go. Let's move on to the next one, right? Let's let's mm -hmm. let's re refocus, and that that that's the toughest part of this game because, you know, you're going to see shots. You are going to see anywhere from I don't know, depending what level you're playing at, ten to twenty five, thirty shots a game, and 
the, the, the tougher you can be mentally to just, you know, stay in the moment, um, not let something bring you down and keep being a positive, um, you know, beacon for your, for your teammates, right? Because let's face it, when your defense looks behind and all of a sudden sees your head drop and like they then see, holy smokes, I, you know, what, what, what's going on? And they start wondering, is he okay? And then I think yeah. their game then sort of can, can suffer because they're concerned about their, their goalie. So, you know, that, that also goes back to being a leader. You being a leader is, is you know, communicating and, and showing to your teammates that, Hey, you're there, you got their back. You're, you're, you're strong and you're going to get through it. And being mentally tough just means it may not be your day in, in terms of making saves, but you're still going to communicate. You're still going to clear the ball. You're still going to, you know, be in the moment and um, get through it. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it is no doubt the toughest position in the field. I say that every single time I, talk to a coach, I talk to a goalie, you know, talking to you, and as, as you know, it, it is the toughest position in the game, uh, both physically and mentally. So being mentally tough is just being able to, to, to move past the moment and, and get through it. Love it. Toughest position. No, <laughs> hands down, hands down. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention, um, yeah, the energy that you bring is so contagious. It's so contagious. And if you get scored on, you bring that negative energy in, like your teammates are going to feed off that. If you bring your, if you bring positive energy in, like your teammates are going to feed off that. A lot of goalies I've had on the show say that they like to be like even keel. Um, Like they don't get too high and then they don't get too low. I was a goalie that I love the highs. Like if I made a save, like that I thought was a, you know, pretty nice save, I would clear it. And then like, I would let people know about that. If I chased out a shot, you know, and we won possession, like, I mean, I would give it, you know, I would give it a fist pump. Um, I'm curious how you were, were you kind of a goalie that was like, I kind of want to avoid the highs so I can avoid the lows or or were you more like me? I I was, I was a combination of both. You know, I think, you know, you knew when you were feeling it, you know, there were some games where, you know, and I think it too, it's, a, uh, it's who you're playing. Like, you know, I, I had the, I was very fortunate to, to, to compete against really good goalies, you know, Doc, Catrano, Sal. And I felt like I really elevated my game when I was going against them because, you know, they, they were freaking amazing goalies. And, mm-hmm. and when you're in the zone, then yeah, all of a sudden your, your, your lips start, you know, moving a little bit more. You start, you know, you're just feeling good. And, and yeah, you, you would let them know if, uh, you know, if, if, if that wasn't a, a great shot to take and you, you made sure they knew it. And uh, I tried though, not to be too like, you know, I think when I was in high school, I, I got psyched up, you know, you were, you're like ready to like run through a brick wall. Like you're playing football, you know? And, and mm-hmm. I kind of, that's where I tried to be more even keel from just trying to be, slow it down. I think that's the biggest thing from a goalie. You don't want to, you know, the game is moving fast enough. Shots are moving fast. Your ability to slow it down and be in the moment from that perspective, I feel is a, is a benefit. Uh, but yeah, like I said, when, when you were feeling it, there's, I, I would, you know, if you made a great save, heck yeah, you want to, you want to show that emotion because like you said, your team is going to feed off of that. And that's mm-hmm. that difference between, you know, you making the save, them going down and, and scoring a goal, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's quite a good question. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, when you're working with, with kids, uh, what are some of the common mistakes that you see um, them making from a, from a goalie standpoint? Um, you know, it's, it, it's uh, being consistent, I think is the biggest thing is something I try to really teach. And I, you know, coaches, and I, 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 I go back to my time coaching MLL, and I'm not going to name names, but we had, we had a, a goalie who was like, he would make freaking 25 saves a game, but then the next game he'd make eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but then I had a goalie who was always in that 12 to 16 range. 
you know, and, and consistency is probably the biggest thing I can, I, I can, you know, I, I try to impress on goals and not just in, in that example I just gave you, but think about your stance, right? Think about the way you perform in the goal, attacking the ball, your stance, the way you're playing your art, all that needs to be consistent as you develop, right? If, if you're positioning, um, you know, your stance, the way you're, where your hands are, if you learn to be consistent with all that, then everything else just kind of, you know, as you grow and develop, kind of takes form. At least that, that that's how I view it. So, um, you know, that that's one. And then two is just, um, it's just trying not to, try not to beat yourself up. I mean, you, you see so many young goalies, like they get so upset, slam the, their sticks on the, on the pipe or, you know, put their head down or, 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 or not even focused when, you know, the ball's down the other end and they're, they're sort of like checking out what's going on or they have their, their, their hand on their stick, like kind of hang I, I try to like, Hey, stay in the moment, stay in the game, you know, keep your mind on, on what's going on in the field, you know? Love it. Love it. Uh, Billy, I wanted to ask you a question. We, we don't talk about uh, race all that much on this show. It's lacrosse, it's goalies, it's how to get better. Uh, but being, you know, a black athlete in lacrosse um, at this point, at this moment, I, you know, it's very important. Um, and I'm curious, um, you know, how, how do you see more racial diversity uh, getting into the sport of lacrosse? And, you know, it's, uh, I've been talking about this a lot lately. So, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate you asking. And, uh, you know, back when I played and even before I played, you know, it, uh, there weren't a lot of black lacrosse players. And um, I, I, I always got the question from my black friends and even some, from some white friends, like, why, why are you playing this game? You know, it's mm-hmm. fun. You know, it's not about what color of the skin I, it's about, it's a great game. You know, it's fun. And I think, um, you know, it, it, we've definitely come a long way. Uh, you know, you look at a lot of the players, uh, Legion, uh, I look on the high school, the, the summer lacrosse tournaments, you see a lot more um, brown legs. And, 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 and I say that because uh, I was actually involved in an event, I want to say maybe three years ago, um, where I played for Team St. Copa. Uh, Chaz Woodson and Kyle Harrison put this together. We went down to Brown University and we scrimmaged um, Team England and Brown. You know, and this is uh, this is where I uh, was talking about the, the the kid from Brown took this shot. And I was like, holy smokes, that thing was moving. But mm-hmm. you know, that that was a special moment in my career because it was the first time I, I've been on the field with you know everyone on on my team had the same color skin as me, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty pretty powerful moment. Um, and you know, this younger generation of black lacrosse players has a, a great platform with, uh, you know, now the PLL, but we had the MLL prior, but now it's all PLL, but they have a great platform and they're doing a great job of, of, of exposing more, uh, youth, um, black lacrosse players to this, to the sport, both male and, and female as well. We, you know, I can't forget about. Uh, the female black lacrosse players out there. And like, I've, I've seen a lot of podcasts. I've seen a lot of social media posts. There's a black lacrosse alliance right now. You know, it's just about showing younger generation of black athletes that guess what? This is, this is sport for you too. You know, and I think mm-hmm. back when I was playing, that wasn't the case. You know, it was kind of like, you know, I can tell you stories about, you know, things that I were called when I was called when I was younger and I just kind of blew it off, you know, but it made me, it got me more fired up to want to go out and compete and win, you know, but at the end of the day, um, it's a sport that um, no matter what color of the color of your skin, uh, it's a great sport and we're seeing more, you know, black brown legs uh, out there in the field, which is, uh, which is great. So, you know, I, I, you know, obviously you have the platforms like Metro Lacrosse and Winners and down in DC and Harlem Lacrosse and uh, I believe it's the Owls out in Chicago. I mean, you see a lot more of these groups too, trying to help uh, provide access to, to sport. And like I said, the, the younger generation of 
players is doing a great job using their their platforms now as professionals to to really have a voice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I um, like I said, I don't get into it too much, but any way I can help, you know, I'm I'm more than willing to do so. And I think having guys like you, I had um, Angie Benson, black goalie, Virginia Tech goalie, and she she was very um, she was very um, I mean, we just talked about lacrosse. Right. Like, and so the more people see someone that looks like them just talking about the sport and how to get better and all the things that we talked about, um, I think, I think helps. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. It's about visibility, you know, right. and then there's access to sport as well. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. You know, I mean, they would, the, they just enabled this new chest protector rule that like now, Hey, if you don't have the right chest protector, guess what? You got to spend another hundred bucks, 120 bucks. Uh, to get the right chest protector. So that's a whole other, a whole other issue that maybe we'll tackle for another podcast. <laughs> well, coach, coach BD, thank you so much for coming on. Um, if people want to learn a little bit more about you, is there, is there a spot they should go? Instagram? Uh, or did you, did you yeah. Uh, Instagram is just, uh, just Bill Day. Uh, it's my Instagram handle. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I got my family on there, but I also do a lot of lacrosse stuff and, uh, so yeah, definitely check me out. Twitter, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not a, a a big Twitter guy, but every once in a while I'll, I'll shoot out a tweet. But yeah, Instagram is yeah. probably the best place, for sure. And uh, feel free to anyone can reach out if they have any questions about goalie or my perspective on on goaltending or any any questions. More than happy to to uh, engage. Love it. Um, if you had to leave the young goalies listening to this with with one last piece of advice, what would that be? Wow. Uh, one piece of advice for young goalies who are going to listen to this, you know what, uh, have fun, you know, just have fun at this position, continue to work hard and, uh, never take no for an answer. Love it. Coach. Thank you so much. Damon, thank you. So there you have it. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Coach Billy Day, Coach BD, great ambassador of this position, great ambassador of our sport, awesome goalie mind, and just a pleasure to chat with him about all things lacrosse goalie, all things lacrosse. That'll do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. A lot of great goals for the podcast in 2021. If you guys follow my Instagram, at LaxGoalieRat on Instagram, um, this week I posted the top five people I want to interview in 2021. We're going to get to 100 episodes in 2021. A lot of great things planned, and I hope you guys are going to be along for the ride. I'll do it this week. As always, get out there, get some work in, be well, do well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson. 